1: So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called, Walking Through Your Open Door. Those of us who are born again believers are some blessed people. Oh, yes, we are. One of the many reasons why we're blessed as we are is because of who our God is and how much He loves us. He does things for us that nobody else can do. One of the many things that our God does for us that nobody else can do is open doors of opportunity like nobody else can do. The Bible teaches us that He opens doors that nobody can close. Doors that He opened so that we can walk through and receive as well as achieve all the things He has planned and prepared for me and you. Now to walk through, we have to first believe that it's true. He really did open a door of opportunity for me and you. Otherwise, it'll be just like God never opened the doors that He opened for me and you. And that all that He opened the door for us to obtain and do, will never ever be obtained or done by me and you. That's why it's so important that we learn to walk through the doors that God opened for me and you. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called walking through your open door. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. God say, I can't even use you now. Why? Because you tripping. You've been overcome by evil. Not overcoming evil, we're good. You're still stuck on what they did. You won't let it go. Because of that, you're becoming salt less salty, less salty, and less salty. And so, because of that, now things are going to spoil because salt stops spoilage. The weapons of your warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, changing of mind patterns, and mind, changing of mindsets. So if you lose your saltiness, you ain't no good no more. And thereby, you're not eligible for the things that God has in store for you. Because Romans, because Revelation 3 told us that we're the ones that held fast to the word, but you let go of the word when you do that. We're the ones that have not denied the name, but now we're denying the name. We're not saying his name is above every name. We're saying that that name is above even his name because that's what I operate according to as Lord rather than him. And I ain't got a little strength no more. No, I'm weak. I'm just as weak. Come on. Now you at least know somebody who dealt with this. And then you get around them. They used to be strong people of God. Salty. Witnessing the people all up in the middle of Valero while they picking up their coffee from Spurs winning over and over again. Yeah. Hey, if nothing else, shout because they get free coffee. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> Amen. They know how to keep people on their side. Give them free coffee. Praise God. Anyway, And <laughs> so. But then they see somebody out there and the person talking about, man, you know, you got some money. You testify to them. Silver and gold do I have. And I ain't giving it unto you, but I'll give you the name of Jesus. <laughs> that was Peter and John that didn't have none. We got some. Praise God. Turn to 1 Peter chapter 2. Let me give you your mandate given by the living God. 1 Peter chapter 2. Let me give you your mandate. This is your mandate. Everybody say, this is my mandate. Yeah. Make your date now. First Peter chapter two, it's in the New Testament. First Peter chapter two, let me tell you about you. Starting with verse nine. It says, but ye are a chosen generation. Everybody say, that's me. That's me. A royal priesthood. Say, yeah, that's me. that's me. A holy nation. Everybody say, that's me. A peculiar people that we should show forth the praises of him who have called us out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God. Everybody say, yeah, that's me. me. Which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Everybody say, "That's that's me. So now he's talking to you. He's talking to you. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts, which war against the soul. Look at what he said abstain from fleshly lust. Lust are out of balance desires. Fleshly, which means that they're ruled by the flesh and they're led by the flesh, which war against your soul. The things that you already know, the things that you already learned, the things that God has already told you of who you are and what you ought to, how you ought to conduct yourself. When you let your feelings get in the way, it will war against the thoughts that you're supposed to have. Having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works, which they shall behold, that's if you keep your mind right and keep it locked in on what God says, remain salty, knowing that you are the chosen generation, the royal priesthood, the ones that's called out to show forth his glory, that by your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. Look, they gonna glorify God in the day of visitation because of your good works, which means that there's a day coming that they can make a decision what what they're gonna do, whether they're gonna live right, be right, except Jesus Christ as Lord is gonna be dependent upon how you conduct yourself. Verse 13 says, submit yourselves in every ordinance of of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king or or supreme or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. For so it is the will of God that with well doing ye may put to silence the ignorance of of foolish men. See people that treat you wrong, It is by your good works that you're going to turn around and put to silence their ignorance. That word ignorance means unlearnedness, that they are lacking information. But you're going to provide them the information by your well-doing. You're going to provide them the information that God's way is the right way, that that good overcomes evil, that we don't succumb to foolishness, that you can treat me wrong, but I'm still going to treat you right because you can't rule me. It says, as free and not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servant of God, honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Servants, be subject to your masters with all fear, and and not only to the good and gentle, but also to the froward. Oh, see, I can't be good to my boss because my boss just played me wrong. Well, he just took away that, didn't he? Because he said, you be be subjected to them. I don't care if they are crazy. Because if their craziness motivates you to stop doing good and stop doing well, you've just lost your saltiness and you ain't good for nothing but firing. (laughs) For this is thanksworthy if a man be for conscious towards God and do a grief, suffering wrongfully. It's, It's thanksworthy. You ought to get thanks for that. That's what we read over in Matthew chapter five, right? For what glory is it when ye be buffeted for your faults that ye shall take it patiently? But if when ye do well and suffer for it, ye take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. God say anybody can get slapped around for doing wrong because we already know we did wrong. But who can do it when they're doing right? That's what separates the men from the boys. That's what separates the girls from the women. That's what separates the Gentiles from the Christians, because we have a higher calling. We're a royal priesthood. We're a holy nation that's called out to show forth His glory. And God forgave, so we can forgive, even our friends and family who play us wrong. We can forgive them, let them off the hook, write them off, not them off, write off what they did. Says in verse twenty-two, for even hereunto were ye called. See, you was called to this. And wherever, of course called means invited, which means you can turn down the invitation and allow yourself to be overcome by the evil that they've done. Because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that, should, that ye should follow His steps. See, we're His example. So every time they nail you, remember when Jesus was nailed to the cross, and what came out of His mouth should be the same thing come out your mouth. I forgive them, because they don't know what they're doing. they're ignorant. But I'm going to show him what right is, and I'm going to still do good because I'm going to overcome evil with good. Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. Say he did no sin. Guile wasn't even found in his mouth. Who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. You know, we got smart comments to come back on everything everybody say. When he, when he suffered, he threatened not. I'm going to leave you. I'm going to walk away from you. I'm going to take the money. I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to quit. I'm going to not talk to you. I guess I, that was a long enough list, praise God, because everybody got quiet. <laughs> Either that or you was thinking, oh, but here come mine. Mine's is next The one I said. <laughs> he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously. Committed himself to him that judges rightly. Who his own self bear our sins in, in, in his own body on the tree, that ye, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes we were healed. For ye were as sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of our souls. And so because of that, we need to conduct ourselves the way he wants us to conduct ourselves. How do we conduct ourselves, pastor? Glad you asked. Luke chapter six. Luke chapter six. What this got to do with an open door? Nothing. It's got to do with whether or not you're going to walk through it or not. Luke chapter (laughs) 6. Or you're going to stop at the offense that Satan brings your way. Luke chapter 6, verse 27. Let's do verse 26. Woe unto you when all men speak well of you, for so did their fathers to the false prophets. But I say unto you which hear, love your enemies, do good to them which hate you. <laughs> I'm so glad he put this in red. Because folk would have went right past this. They've been like, no, nah, see, that was a man that wrote that. This come out of Jesus' mouth himself, the one that was on the cross. Giving you clear explanation of everything that was behind what he was about to say on the cross and forgive them for they know not what they do. Bless them that curse you and pray for them which despitefully use you. Yeah, I'll pray for them all right that fire drop from heaven and and light them up. No, pray for them that despitefully use you. (laughs) And unto him that smite thee on the one cheek, offer also the other cheek. And him that taketh away thy cloak, forbid not to take thy cloak also. Give to every man that ask of thee, and of him that taketh away thy goods, ask them not again. And as you would that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. Which means that you sow what you want to grow. You sow what you want to grow. Do you want to grow evil? Hmm? 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 Anybody in here want to grow some evil? Then we don't sow evil for evil. Anybody want railing, folk all up in their face saying stuff? Then don't you be all up in folk's face, face saying stuff after they done been in your face saying stuff to you. Because your action after their action will determine what will grow for you from that point forward. He said, somebody breathed all hard over there. I understand, precious. Just stay in faith. It says, for if you love them which love you, what thank have ye? For sinners also love those that love them. You ain't, they ain't showing nothing. You ain't nothing. You ain't prove nothing. Everybody do that. And if ye do good to them which do good to you, what thank have ye? For sinners also do the same. And if ye lend to them of whom ye hope to receive, what thank have ye? For sinners also lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love ye your enemies, and do good, and lend hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great, and ye shall be the children of the highest, For he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. He said, God said he is kind to the unthankful and to the evil. He said, If I can be kind to the unthankful and the evil, surely my children can be kind to the unthankful and the evil. And he said, and when you do good for them, look at this when you do good for them, don't be hoping for nothing again. Ask me for an explanation. Some of y'all don't even want it. Y'all like, look, you done already said enough. <laughs> this is how we do it. Okay, God, I'll forgive. And I'm going to treat them right. Because when I sow right, I'm expecting right to come to me from them. From them. That's the elliptical statement that each of us has when we say, well, I'm going to do good to somebody. Because I expect good to come back from them. Because I'm going to sow good in them. And then good will come back from them. But he says, when you sow this good in them, don't even look for it to come back from them. Because most of us will stop doing it if it does not come back from them. I did all right. This powerful woman of God, she's never done me wrong. Praise God, never will. Praise God, because she's a powerful woman of God. But in this example, she jammed me. And then I finally heard all this teaching on treating people right. And I'm like, look, I'm gonna forgive her. And I'm gonna do good to her. Act nasty when I do this. And so I returned unto her and I said, sis, I'm forgive you and I gave you a gift. This is an exclusive box of Kleenex that nobody has. Here. You see how she just played me? Some of y'all be like, oh, see, oh, see. That's it. I tried to treat her right. See how she played me? Give her another one. Okay, I'll try it one more time. How many times do I got to do this? Seven times? Here. I, look, I just want to bless you. Say, I don't care nothing about that. You don't want it. But I, but I just want to be nice to you. But I just want to be nice to you. And then we answer evil for evil, railing for railing, and begin to start sowing the opposite. God said, no, don't look for it from them. Watch this now. Look for it from me. Because you did it, you did it because I asked you to. And because you do it because I asked you to, it opens a door for me to do for you what I want to do. See, their receiving it is irrelevant. Their responding to it is irrelevant. God's going to respond. Because the Bible in Colossians chapter 3 says we do all things as unto God, not unto man, what I service, knowing that he's going to reward us. God's going to come through for you because you did right, even if they stay crazy for the rest of their life. You don't have to buy into their craziness and get crazy too. I'm teaching real good right now. Our job is just to do right. Don't get weary in well-doing, for we shall reap if we faint not. And, 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 and we can't let what other people do to us, or whether they receive even the good that we try to extend to us, change the person that we are. Because we're giving loving people regardless. We're the same yesterday, today, and forever, just like our father, regardless. And God's good to us, and he was good to us when we was crazy. But now we are a people of God. Because one day along the way, we received the kindness. And because we received the kindness, now we are the chosen generation. The holy priesthood who are to go out and show forth the glory to be the salt of the earth, to be able to go in and preserve in, in situations and keep them from getting any worse and to be able to change situations and be able to change the flavor of it. See, the flavor was sou- sour prior to the fact that you added that little salt on. That changes the flavor. Now, although she played me wrong, that's all right. Praise God. Well, that's okay. Love you. And I can go on about and still treat the next person right. So then when the next person asks me how I'm doing, how are you doing, I can say, praise God, I'm doing wonderful, baby. I'm doing wonderful. Not, how, you doing? how am I doing? I was doing fine until I said, huh? Because you wouldn't believe what happened to me. I heard this message by Pastor Pearson at the mighty Word of Faith, the most prosperous, the most powerful, the most awesome, the most productive church that ever hit the face of the earth. That place was not a building in San Antonio can hold. Amen. The billionaire church with the millionaire ministers. Amen. That's operating in this place that they call the beehive. That's buzzing all the time, productively. <laughs> At all, <time. laughs> I was up in the beehive and I heard this message from him. To treat people right. <laughs> and I treated them right. <laughs> and they gave me a left. I ain't doing it no more. mm Don't stop. That's what she said. I ain't going to ask him how you doing next time. That's how folks do. You know how you ask them, how, how you doing? And all this stuff, gurgle out. It's almost like, no, I'm not going to say it. Uh-huh. I, ain't, I say, I heard I heard it. I heard it. It. it shoots, it, hey, it, it just comes out like all out of control. It just, just messes up everything. Yeah, in a scented. And I'm not going to say it. I said I'm not going to say it. I have self-control. <laughs>
0: oh, Lord, I got it.
1: Just shooting out. And then people look at them there and they be like, dang. It's like all over me now. And then some people come home with that. Anybody ever talk to somebody that was all jacked up? And they like shot that mess all over you. Uh-huh. Then you come home smelling like it too. Yeah. And then you see somebody that has done you anywhere near like you think they was talking about they did that. And then they say, how you doing? How you, doing? Well, don't really, you always want to know how I'm doing. I tell you what, I ain't taking that mess off you no more. Because I seen how it happens to everybody else, but the devil ain't happening like that in here. Do you understand me? you know how we lose our mind y'all don't want to say nothing praise God God say look Mike anybody can treat people right who treat them right but can you treat people right who treat you wrong that's what separates you from me you the called called generation you the one that's the chosen priesthood you the one that I made the salt of the earth salt doesn't decide what it's going to do based upon what it's put on it's not what it's put on that controls it. It's the essence and fiber of the salt, which, it, which decides what it does to what it's put on. Salt changes stuff. Stuff don't supposed to change salt. When you add salt into something, you're supposed to know salt was in it because it changed the flavor, the whole thing. But see, we turn around and have our flavor changed <laughs> because of what they did and what they said. Mm-mm, y'all, no. Mm-mm, no. Everybody say no. No more. Yeah, it's time to take control. Because God's got an open door for you. And Satan knows exactly what to do to stop you. It's called stuff that happens between people. And he always does it. Somebody ask me why. why. Because except at the mighty word of faith, it always works. But not up in here, up in here, up in here. We are not ignorant of Satan's devices and we know exactly what he's doing. And we're going to make sure that we come through. Next week, we're going to finish this, I think. And we're going to, hey, did God run this? I don't run this. Praise God. I think we are. Next week, I'm going to show you that not only are you supposed to come out of this thing in flying colors, but even the people who jam you are ordained by God to come out of this thing in in flying colors. And we'll show you how that happens next week in Jesus' name. Y'all going to come back and listen to it? Amen. Amen. In the meantime, every head bowed, every eye closed. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. Hope that you're seeing that one of the many things that our God does for us is to open doors for us that nobody else can shut. Doors that He opens so that we can receive what He has prepared for us. Hope that you're not only seeing that it's true that God does open doors of opportunity for me and you, but I also hope that you're learning the importance of walking through the doors that God opens for me and you. Otherwise, it'll be just like God never opened the doors that He definitely opened for me and you. And that which He opened the door for us to obtain will never be obtained by me and you. What a shame that would be. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210 785 That's area code 210 785 Or write us at Word of Faith Christmas Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas. Seven eight we three. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But if you're in or visiting San Antonio surrounding areas, come on by and visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassley Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. And don't forget, saints, make sure to join church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. There's no substitute for being in church, fellowshipping with other believers, and worshiping God in the house of God. I believe every born-again believer just say what the psalmist said when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you, been a blessing to us by sending words of encouragement by letter or email to us, sharing with us that you've been blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us. I want to say to all of you, thank you. And to all of you, who've been so kind, to send financial offerings in support of our ministry. We want to say from the bottom of our heart to all of you, thank you. You've blessed us in ways that we never asked or expected you to do. The Bible says, God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he sow reap. Well, since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to us, writing words of encouragement to us, praying for us, and even sending financial support to us, we know that God's not going to be mocked concerning you. God's going to do for each of you what he said in his word that he would do. That is, he's going to make sure you reap what you sown. So we thank God in advance for all the blessings that we know are coming your way because of your being the blessing that you've been to all of us in each and every way. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do. That is to be a blessing to a blessed people like you. Once again, thank you for being a blessing. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed.
0: See you next week.